Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Tuesday Night Live, brought to you by Crowcast. A bit of excitement tonight because there's actually something to bloody talk about, uh, <laughs> which is, makes a pleasant change, doesn't it, gentlemen? Donkey oh, and Macca, how are you going? Yeah, no, doing very well, mate. And uh, as you say, it's really good to come on here and have something to talk about for a change. Absolutely. Donk, how's the uh, lovely Northern Territory, mate? You're all closed in, borders are shut, everything's fucking locked down. How's it going? Oh, it's beautiful times up here. Um, <laughs> I had my first beer at a pub on Friday. Uh, then I had my second beer, um, and um, that's the end of the story I'll tell other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, thanks to everyone for joining us on the various platforms. We've got Patrick on YouTube. G'day, mate. We've got the usual suspects on Discord. Don't forget, if you want to join us on the chat and you're a Discord user, you can uh, log into the Crowcast um, uh, server. I'll chuck the link in in a second in the chat. Uh, alternatively, and probably easier for most people, you can just basically go to aflcrowcast.com, go to the live chat site. Uh, you'll get a feed from us and you'll also get um, a little window that you can uh, join our Discord chat without even joining up on the server. So you can also chat to us, obviously, on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, I think Moylie's there as well. And PJ Crows, how are you going? Bloody hell. Great to see you, mate. Uh, <laughs> Getting the band back together. Yeah, I know. It's a bit bit rude. Uh, no Nikki tonight, no... Um, Peter J tonight, but uh, lots to talk about. So, look, why don't we crack into it straight away? And I guess the first topic is, well, was going to be moving up to Queensland, but uh, news dropped this afternoon that that's off now. Yeah, no, that was big news, wasn't it? That uh, that, that the SA government, the health minister, is now allowing uh, 
the boys as of Monday to, uh, like the other teams uh, in Victoria, etc., yep. to be able to engage in um, physical contact training. So that's uh, right. And the, you know, you say, well, big deal, but that is a big deal because that saves the boys having to fly up on the weekend uh, to uh, Queensland because they can say it's been the next three weeks training here, and. Then it may go even one step further because the Premier is hinting that he has asked the AFL if they would, uh, and and as he said, the AFL does the programming, not him, but he thought it would be very ideal to have round two at Adelaide Oval as a showdown between Adelaide and uh, the uh, bow for pie-loving Port Adelaide. Well, I I thought showdowns were off because Koshy came out and said he didn't want to be in the same bloody venue as us. And I just assumed that that extended to not having showdowns anymore because they wouldn't want to be on the same oval. Yeah, well, he's, he heard the stories of the Ramsgate and he doesn't want to get pants at another pub together. <laughs> no, and you know, are you with You know, they like Balfour's pies, according to him, as he was eating his lobster and uh, sipping his Pinot Noir. I mean, it, what he no, is, no, no, he has a Balfour's and a Balfour's and a bloody tinny, doesn't he? Isn't that why he has? He's a Port Adelaide yeah. man. Weren't they supported by Villies or whatever? Well, that's whatever that one was. I, no, I think we were. But yeah, it comes no, out and says, were. "Oh, you know, Port Adelaide are Balfour's eaters, and you know, whatever." And we're the Chardonnay sipping quiche eaters. And uh, it's I wonder how all the Port Adelaide supporters in the eastern suburbs of Norwood uh, felt <laughs> being called bogans, basically, by their chairman. How ridiculous! Well, yeah. The irony, irony is that, you know, as a pro support, I, I actually do, I hate quiche. I don't even eat the stuff. Man, I do love a meat pie, but I think his taste is poor and going for Balfour's a lot better meat pies around than Balfour's. Yeah, well, also, quiche is just an egg pie anyway. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah and you're the culinary genius, and for anyone who wants proof of that, follow Donkey Magoo on Twitter. It's, uh, it's he's, a, a, he's good. He's good. Yeah, it's a yeah. salivating sensation, Donkey. I never, I never cook quiches. I do it with the occasional frittata, um, that's because that's the level we play at. Um, but just quietly on this full contract training thing, could the SA government advise the Crows that we could have been doing full contract training for the last couple of years? Because I would love to have seen us lay a few tackles. Yeah, well, it's going to be something new, isn't it? Full contract. <laughs> and apparently is, they've had to chuck out the playbook and start again. <laughs> Mate, it's contact, not contract. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're contract players for sure. <laughs> well, the other good thing too is that it allows them, doesn't it allow them to start shagging again? Because one of the edicts uh, to come out of the um, uh, come out of the li- uh, out of the hub was that they weren't allowed to actually uh, uh, get get busy. Well, so, you know, putting putting it as politely and bluntly, but as politely as possible, that once they are up there in uh, Queensland. Uh, as they refer to it as the bonk band, uh, not, you know they, they may be very successful with the ladies, but they're not allowed to bring them back to uh, their room. And uh, but of course, uh, now they've got three weeks where they can, uh, maybe four weeks where yeah. they can avoid the bonk band and uh, yeah. uh, well, get fit another way. Yeah, there'd be a few blokes fairly happy about that. I'd, re- I'd reckon. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> But look, you know, I guess it is from like serious just for a moment. It it means that um, there's less disruption on the preseason. Uh, you know, the short preseason that we have, 
um, you know, the travel up there. Uh, I'm assuming that... Um, I'm not quite sure... You guys might be able to tell me. I'm not quite sure how that sits for games, though, because we're still going to have to travel to Victoria. So we've got, we've got a uh, contact uh, training clearance... But wasn't half the reason we were going to Brisbane because their border was open and therefore we could play games up there? Are we still going to be flying to Brisbane to get... I, I don't quite get that part of it. I don't so, know that their border's open. I don't think the border's open, but they will allow uh, football games to fly in and out. That's that's my understanding whether I'm right or not, but I think that's what it is. But we haven't yeah, actually well, been given clearance to FIFO, have we, Donkey? No, not that's not my understanding yet either. But the the whole the whole thing about this sort of evolving situation is that even you know a couple of weeks later can mean a changing in what the rules are. So if they do the three weeks of training and then they play here and don't have to leave, then then the situation could be that the the moving between places with exemption might be acceptable to the HO, you know, the health officer, city health officer yeah, by them. Yeah. So it could just be a, you know, if you do it this way, it drags it out, saves you doing that, and, and then we can get back to kind of normal in, you know, X amount of time. See, the boys, in, little... the boys in Sorry. chat who know more than all of us and probably should be yeah. doing this show, uh, they're saying that it just means that we can train here longer, but once we go up to Queensland, we've got to stay there. So we'll be up there rounds one to four. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's absolutely correct. We play inside the hub. Yeah, you play inside the hub up there. And then we don't we don't really know what's going to happen after that. Yeah, that's and right. it may well be we may it may well be that we have to move into a a uh, Melbourne based uh, hub yep. after that. Yeah, well, maybe and, if the if the border restrictions aren't relaxed. And look, the, here, here's the crux of it. And I know this has been done to death on socials and all the rest of it. But Victoria are experiencing outbreak after outbreak, and yet. We're wanting to base the majority of the games in that state. It it doesn't actually make any logical sense, does it? Well, no. I don't know what your logic is. Do you yeah. want to protect as many Victorian teams as possible? I mean, <laughs> get real weird. No, my attitude towards the whole thing is that I actually uh, admire the courage of uh, Professor Florian to do what she did because um, at the at this stage we live in a state where I think it is the best place in the world to be at the moment as far as COVID. Oh, gotcha. and, uh, and, and <laughs> no, you're not a state, you're a territory. You might be the best territory, mate, but we are the best state. And, <laughs> and, and okay, as got through that one. Has, wow. As <laughs> Professor Correa said, she, she doesn't want to import COVID from the states where the, like Victoria and New South, and New South Wales where We've seen videos uh, of them absolutely breaching, they even protesting against uh, the oh, various yeah. restrictions. And, you know, they, if, they, if they're idiots enough to keep the thing going, then I, I'm, I'm with Professor Fourier. That comes before footy. And, yeah. uh, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, the hub in Queensland would be the only place uh, I, would allow, I would allow, if I was the Premier, to, to allow these people to go. Because at least there seems to be some sort of responsibility up there, um, and they, their cases are, are very, very uh, few and very, very rare. So um, I do. I think this first four or five weeks is going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work out after that though, because I have this horrible feeling they might have to experience being in a hub 
um, in Victoria because we won't allow them to come to our state. Uh, and because I reckon that's going to be the very, very last thing that's going to be relaxed out of all the restrictions. I mean, if you wanted to present, like, if the logic is that you want to get a season away so that you can make some money and salvage something, then it doesn't, it, like, forget the Vic virus for a minute. But if, if your logic, if you're Gillam McLaughlin and you're just desperate to get a, uh, a viable season away uh, and get your sponsorship money and your broadcast money in, um, and you know, keep the walls from the door. Then surely you don't base two thirds of your rounds or two thirds of your competition in the state where they're most at risk. Uh, it, to me, it's a no-brainer. They have to get out of there. But the, uh, and we know they never will do it. Um, but I can see as a consequence of that, if, if things continue to escalate in Victoria, and there's no reason to suggest that they won't because they've only just started testing in the last couple of weeks to any reasonable amount. Correct. Um, you know, there, there's a high likelihood that someone's going to get infected, and as soon as someone's infected, that's game over, really. Well, it's not really going to be. <laughs> it was going to be that way, uh, but Gillen has come out and said that uh, they've got to sort of be in groups of eight so that, that they might knock out a group of eight, so if that person's involved in that group of eight in terms of socialising. Um, they've got all these stupid restrictions in, and yeah. that's one of them, so, so that it won't stop the whole series. So it, it could mean that a team could lose eight players all at once because one player become becomes infected. Yeah. Um, but that would mean that then they, their squad would be 36 rather than 44. Yeah. Look, I don't know, mate. Uh, I... I... I just think they're taking a massive risk, um, and I know logistically, it's easier to remain uh, based in the state where the majority of players are. So logistically, it makes sense from that perspective. And in terms of risk management, they're taking a huge risk, a huge risk in my opinion. And let's hope for footy's sake, um, as much as we bash the AFL and Victoria and all the rest of it, no one wants to see footy fall over. Um, no, yeah. we don't. And but the other thing too, though, Fiend, is that it's it, really. I think the only reason we're having a season is because of the, the very reasons you just said before, and it's all financially based in yeah. the sense of if they don't, um, the AFL is going to be in a very, very poor shape, um, and still going to not going to be in the greatest of shapes after the season. Uh, and they also now, in terms of negotiating with the TV stations for future rights, um, yeah, then they're, they're in, they don't hold any the upper hand anymore either. So um, I think football is going, and we haven't even spoken about that, but the the, the way that football's played, the amount of support staff, et cetera, is going to be absolutely different. Oh, and yeah. we, actually might, we might actually get a better brand of footy out of it. Well, it would be 90s yeah. footy, won't it, Tom? Yeah, we go back to earthy stuff. It'd be good, a bit more, uh, a bit more fatiguing, maybe a bit more focused on actually, uh, rather than all the extra, you know, biometric science sort of stuff that Warnie uh, think ruined cricket, and maybe get back to kicking the ball to a bloke with your jumper on it, and then yeah. you catching it, and then yeah. kicking it to another <laughs> one of your blokes with a jumper on it, and then catching it. Yeah, I reckon yeah. if we can get back to that, I'd be fucking pretty happy. Unique, unique stuff. Yeah. 
um, yeah. <laughs> you know, one-on-one contests and a bit of space. And like you said, Donkey, the, the biggest element I think that's been missing in football for the last seven or ten years has been that element of fatigue. You know, we don't yeah. want our players to get tired because we want the stars to be able to shine, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Fatigue is a major part of football. It's an endurance sport. And it used to be yeah. such well, a factor, didn't it, back in the day? Um, yeah. You know, guts yeah, it yeah. out. Yeah, pick and choose what you did and, and all that sort of other stuff. And and, yeah. and, it, and it goes further than that because one of the reasons we uh, want, don't want fatigue is that uh, the coaches are so defence-orientated uh, and defence-minded about everything uh, yeah. that, that that's why they want the players to be uh, fit so they can flood back and then also run forward as yeah. well. But but flooding back is the first thing, and and as we know, uh, it, when they were doing that, it just knocked the scores around a billion, and, and you don't get the, what your donkey's talking about, you know, like a standard footy that as you, we used to see in a long time ago, back in the nineties and early two thousands, yeah. and uh, which was probably preferable to watch from a spectator point of view. Yeah, and and it, you lose you lose the whereas some people might star or you know the contest contested ball king star but they always starred yeah but the the bloke that could hold another bloke off with one arm and take a one arm market you know on the wing like that's gone you know or maybe not necessarily the wing but you know the half forward flank where it all breaks down every time and yep. rebounds over your head it's yep. just uh yeah it's just i think it's lost the nuance by having the extra running it's a it's yeah, the team plays one thing, but you know the, the NBA for a long time banned zone defense because you know it's too easy. Yes, yeah. you know you, you shut them out too easy. Yeah. So yeah, well, anyway, I think we'll see some good stuff. Well, you know, I well, reckon yeah. uh, what it leads to in the end, if the coaches continue to kill the game strategically, inevitably we're going to have a line down the middle of the ground, dividing the ground half in, half out, um, and I don't think anyone really wants to see that. But if you want, if you need to keep people in a, an area of the ground, then really that's the easiest way to do it, isn't it? And let's hope it just doesn't come to that. And maybe, maybe COVID nineteen might have a silver lining in terms of AFL in that um, because of the reduced spending um, and therefore the reduced capacity to drill players into the ground. We might actually return to a bit of that without manipulating it artificially. Yeah. Sorry, Doc, go on. I was going to say, and hopefully AFL House has got less people working in it so they don't have 500 people sitting around working out what fucking new rule they can bring in next year and how to fucking interpret it. Well, they want to get rid of Hocking, don't they? Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, he is is a dead loss. Absolute dead loss he is. I reckon if Um, you spoke to Victorians, they wouldn't think so, but from an outside of Victoria perspective, I haven't found him to be any value to the game whatsoever. Talking about Victoria and, and hypocrisy, do you remember when it was being mooted as Adelaide being possibly uh, one of the hubs or, or, or the hub? And the, and the Victorian media were up in arms and screaming, that's, oh, yeah. un, you know, that's unfair, that's an unfair advantage. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you, you can't do that. And they don't give a flying shit that we've got to fly up to yeah. Queensland for, and be up there for umpteen weeks, et cetera. Well, and, so. Also, the um, contact training. You know, West, Western Australia was allowed to contact train three, four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well, it feels like three, four weeks ago in COVID time. Might have been fucking six days for them, though. But, um, but, uh, but we haven't been able to. But Victoria was allowed to start this week. Like, it's just, it fucking drills your brain. <laughs> well, look, the, <laughs> last, yeah. the last thing I reckon it exposes um, before we move on from this topic 
uh, and we sort of almost got there a second ago. But PJ Crows made a really good statement on on chat about uh, the the need, the absolute need for the AFL uh, to get their broadcast uh, rights, you know, uh, satisfied, and it shows you how reliant on one source of revenue the AFL is in and how how all eggs are really much are really in the broadcast revenue basket and I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges for the AFL over the next decade is to diversify their their revenue streams because it doesn't like as we've seen this year it doesn't take much to knock the shit out of that does it and it's very fragile when you look at it that way but I, I don't. I don't know. That's one hundred percent fair. Mac is the money whiz, but <laughs> but it's not just not just their um. It's not just their broadcast rights. They've lost every dollar that goes through a gate, and then all their sponsorship is attached to all those dollars too. Like that all, you know, that all was conditional upon the fact they were getting paid sponsorship. So they've lost. It is actually multiple streams that they've lost. It's just oh yeah, but know, the main one once, is broadcast, but, isn't it? It starts at the broadcast because that's worth. Uh, uh, was about six hundred thousand, six hundred million. Sorry, they're talking yeah. that that's probably going to drop to about four hundred million. Um, and then, of course, uh, they're talking about shortening the game. There's and certainly taking just this, this season, for example. Um, there's going to be a pro rata situation of how much the that 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 brings in from the, from the TV stations because um, with shorter games and with less games, of course, you've got less sponsorship. Yeah. In terms of advertising, yeah, uh, which affects which affects them. Um, in terms of the t- of the clubs, because they're going to get less exposure uh, because of a shortened season, there's going to be uh, less sponsors wanting to sponsor them, yeah. and um, they, they're not going to also commit there very heavily for next year either because of the fact there will be some good solid bolted on ones, but there's going to be others that just won't do it because they don't mm. know what the situation is going to be. Situation is going to be like next year. We might be still going through this whole thing next year because. There's every chance of getting a second wave of the way Victoria and New South Wales are, uh, are going at the moment. Well, well, not just that. Like, I think every pandemic that's ever happened has always had a second wave. So it's not even like a like it's it's a when not an if almost. Um, the only the other thing too, we've got is the, the, that we can, as an island, we can keep the bastards out. But uh, my island, yeah, but do it there'll be so much pressure, so much pressure on opening up some of that stuff because you know I think one of our, I think number two or three of our. Export industry is actually tourism. tourism but just yeah. Gonna be, yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's like we're yeah, we're in a pretty tough space. But Vardy Magic brings up a good point too. So I don't know. You know, there's AFL House itself that's you know worried about their income, but it's also uh, I think the big problem is the clubs that can't function without the dividend they get from the TV right, and and it's actually how many clubs might go under. So it's not actually the AFL as the umbrella, but the the clubs underneath it that. Um, that are going to be that need the games probably more oh, so yeah. than the AFL. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the in that sense, uh, the AFL have created this monster because they've cre- created this totalitarian system yeah, yeah. where you've got a salary cap, you've got a draft, you've got the clubs falling under AFL licenses, you've got the AFL basically manipulating everything into an entertainment product rather than a fair and stable and equal competition. And yeah. so, like any company, if you're going through hard times and you're scratching for revenue, what do you do? You drop off the least productive parts of your business, don't you? 
And unfortunately, you know for, unfortunately for the Victorian clubs, they are, by and large, the least productive parts of the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, you know, uh, I saw um, oh, Jeff Kennett come out uh, during the week and, and he's made a couple of little snide comments about this uh, with regards to the, the bottom performing teams like St Kilda and North Melbourne needing to start to prove their financial bona fides um, or else, you know, uh, they could be on the chopping block. And the significance of Kennett saying that is he's actually on the committee that, that is charged with steering the AFL through this mess. So he's not talking yeah. off the cuff. This is that's a little that's a little sideways whisper to those clubs to say, look, you better get your shit together because it's being discussed. And so it should be discussed. I mean it should have been discussed ten bloody years ago, um, but we all know why it wasn't. Um, but it yeah. certainly will now out of they won't have any choice. Well, you come, that, that also raises the question of the Gold Coast. Are they going to keep on just pouring? I mean, they've, they've pour, already poured in over <laughs> half a billion into the, into the Gold Coast. I know, and they're not going to get their match day sales anymore. That's an extra 20 or 30 bucks a week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, less, less, less the traffic controller guy that's got to stand in, in the, at the entrance of the car park. Yeah, yeah. So that they're, one, net, that one they're guy. probably down net. Net 50 bucks by the end of the game. <laughs> That's right. What do you mean the traffic controller guy? What traffic? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's a fair point, uh, you know, because we all understand why they want to go for Gold Coast. But, again, uh, a business has got to get a bit lean in tough times and the Gold Coast are just a money stick. Imagine what they could have done with half a billion dollars in the competition in the years right, that yeah. Gold Coast have been in the competition. Half a billion dollars. That's a huge amount of money when you look at it. It's massive. It's well, absolutely massive. And what you're looking at is the potential spend on grassroots footy, Macker, or at least a good portion of that. You're talking about the, the state leagues. You're talking about pathways for juniors, uh, investment into junior path, uh, junior footy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Those are the things that have suffered because of the Gold Coast. So... In, in their efforts to try and get kids engaged up in Queensland, they've actually cost the code. They've, they've been willing, I think, to bleed a little bit in the heartland states, but I don't think they can afford to bleed anymore in the heartland states. And with Gold Coast being a money sink, you just think, how long can that go on? And I, I don't think it can go on much longer. Well, yeah. you know, I was talking to you off air, you know, like the you got the... Uh... WAFL. Oh, is, sorry, uh, mate. I had you on mute. No. Uh, the, <laughs> thanks, bloody heat. Just taking um, this, Sorry. <laughs> um, no. Well, as I said, you off here before that the WAFL is uh, um, also a money drainer as well. Yeah. But it's been, but it is something that is growing and uh, eventually will grow into something. I think into something very, very strong in its own right. But and if it was a toss up between the, you Gold mean Coast the AFLW? Not the WAFL. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, just being, I'm being dyslexic at the moment. Yeah, um, the, the, the AFLW. AFLW. If it's a toss-up between that and the Gold Coast, I would uh, pop the Gold Coast and continue with AFLW and uh, grow that because, you know, that, that will get the future of the sport, bring more sponsors, in, in, et cetera, and then the Gold Coast will. So, um, 
Uh, I think that's got a massive future long term. But at the moment, it's a drain of money. And I did say to you, will they be able to continue at that at the same rate next year? I don't know because um, they're going to be really, really tight for day. Well, it might might delay any further expansion, Donkey, you reckon? Delay the expansion? Um, Like with with the women's Like new teams. Oh, yeah. Um, You couldn't possibly think about expansion right now. You couldn't adding you can't, just can't add costs right now. No, and no, as Matthew said, you can't um you, they're it's it's all about survival and you know they don't know what next year's gonna look like if you know this is how badly they're struggling, you know, after losing forty for I think it's up to about sixty days now. We've been, you yeah. know, sixty days. So if they're sixty days into this they're you know, looking at that, I think you just gotta put the brakes on all sorts of things. If the AFL were really dead set serious, they would get Deloitte or someone through. Uh, they get their risk compl- risk uh, management guys through, and just restructure the whole thing. Because we've seen, I mean, all right, a, a pandemic is quite extreme, and certainly the most extreme set of circumstances that I've seen in my life. And Maka, you wouldn't have seen anything as extreme as this since World War One, would you? <laughs> No, well, you know, I was out fighting, so I didn't really see it. You know? <laughs> well, it was the Spanish flu. Yeah, Where they go on the, the bu- bubonic plague. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, well, it, the, Boer, the Boer War was tough. Though, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, but bastards. but but really, uh, you know, it has shown how vulnerable the 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 uh, AFL is. And if they're if they're dead set serious, they'll they'll get a compliance guy through, a risk guy through. And tidy all that up. And it, it really, uh, it will be a measure of how um, how rational and unbiased AFL House is as to how the AFL looks in the next two to three years because there really is no excuse for not culling teams in Victoria now, in my opinion. There really isn't. Um, yeah. You're not going to get any performance out of St Kilda. You're not going to get any performance out of... Uh, North Melbourne, uh, you're probably going to have to shift the Bulldogs out to Ballarat. Um, you know, they're decisions, they're hard decisions that have to be made. But if ever there was a the, uh, an out clause for the AFL to make those decisions and go, well, sorry, we've got no choice, now, now is the time. Now is the time. Um, well, you know, they just have to do it. You know, I was a money man all my life and uh, uh, that... And at, at a high level, and um, my and if it was if I was running the AFL, this is what I would be doing, and I know they won't even consider it. But uh, for me, it would be go back into being a, a fourteen team competition, and the four big drainers would be just eliminated, yeah, uh, because uh, they just they just take a huge amount of money out of the system. Um, you say, and then they're worrying about their TV rights, but. What you do is you make it a twenty-eight game, uh, sorry, a twenty-six game season, uh, where the fourteen teams play each other home and away. So you've got a balanced competition where uh, nobody's getting favoured. So you, uh, yep. and then you and then you have you probably can then juggle your finals a little bit as well to get an extra final in there. And at, when it, I've worked it out financially, and it's not that much different from having the current st- uh, structure in terms of what the uh, yeah. overall exposure on TV <clears throat> is. Yeah. And 
and you've got rid of all the money drainers. Well, and, and let's so, face it, Channel 7 don't, don't want St Kilda versus North Melbourne on a Sunday afternoon. No boss is going to watch that anyway. So why have that? Why have that fixture? You know, why have those clubs? They're not going to make you any money, even broadcasting wise. Yep, and you know, um, I and I would actually, you know, you say, well, who are the four clubs? Well, the Gold Coast for me goes straight away. St Kilda goes straight away, and North Melbourne goes straight away. They're gone. Yeah, and then uh, I, I don't know the balance sheets of the and, and the uh, profit loss of the uh, uh, all the others, but. The very, very worst one that's been a drainer for a long time, and that's, that's possibly Port Adelaide. But yeah. I'm not suggesting that Port Adelaide go. I am. But I'm actually putting it on them in the fact that they will be given, somebody else will go, but they will be put on notice that if they don't get, them, get themselves into a situation where they're not a drainer of the AFL, then they will go. And then yeah. another thing will come in its place. Yeah, they just need, they need to know that they're not, you know, there's lifters and leaners, and if they're going to be a lifter, they get to stay, and they want to keep being a leaner, then they got to go. Well, and I think that's yeah. that's the key, Donkey. And I think if 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 I was running the show, and got the risk compliance guys in, that's what they'd be saying to me. You got to have each club has got to be a contributor. And at the moment, these clubs that you mentioned, Macca, they're not contributing other than supplying the broadcasters with enough rounds. You know, nine mm-hmm. rounds a week. Um, right. in, in terms you, of what they you increase the number of rounds in exactly, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, it so uh, whether they have those conversations or not remains to be seen. There's a lot of skepticism in chat, and I've got to say good day to uh, uh, Jack on Facebook, uh, 1990 Crow for those uh, who uh, frequent Bigfooty. Um, I don't know why. Why are you in lockdown for 52 days in a hotel, uh, Jack? Uh, I'd like to know that story, but uh, thanks for chatting away. Um, Is it COVID-related or something else? <laughs> well, maybe, I, it might be overseas. I'm not sure. But um, Well, talking about the chat, he's the only bugger I can see talking. Well, okay. No, they're all J-Macs there. Vardy's, what are you talking about? On my chat, I've refreshed it three times. <laughs> 1990 Crow is privilege. He's the only one I can see. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? The yeah, live chat. Yeah, on Spreaker, the live chat. No, don't look oh, on yeah. Spreaker. Look on bloody... No one uses Spreaker anymore, Macca. Yeah, well, oh, you haven't been on for a while. We're on, we, all, we all chat on Discord I haven't been, been on for a month, mate. That's right. Yeah, you... No, 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 no. You, 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 this changed like ages ago. This is not a new thing. Come on, Doc. Where, where, where is it on then? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, so Jack and his it's partner has, have both had COVID-19 and his partner still oh. has it. So we do wish uh, we don't want to make light of uh, Jack anymore. Uh, uh, we wish you, you and your your wife Jack all the best, and thanks for thanks for joining in. So we're all yeah. the, what we're what side are all the external wise heads on then? Jesus, Macca. they're on Discord. Okay, if, you know where you, you click you the click live show to chat. come onto the show. Yep. I'm on Discord, yeah. Where do I go now? We'll just I've have a five-second tech support break got, while Macca gets got up to speed. I'm there. This is actually a set play, guys, listening at home. <laughs> we're just, we're just, in case there's a few of you other that aren't on here yeah, too. Yeah, oh, my sort of, God. You know, this, is a, this is a live play. Have you tried turning it off and turning it on again, Macca? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Carry on. Right. Anyway, look, uh, the financial discussion, I don't want to get too bloody dry about all of this, but uh, it leads on to something that's reasonably topical, certainly on Bigfooty. 
And that's what's going on at the Crows in terms of, and other AFL clubs, I guess, but specifically for us, the Crows, in terms of memberships and refunds and all the rest of it. Because the Crows have issued an email out this week um, saying, you know, you've got until tomorrow, I think it is, to nominate whether you're going to uh, stay on board or whether you want a refund for, for your season ticket for, for the 2020 year. But they haven't actually, as far as I'm aware, they haven't actually come out and said what happens if you request a refund and whether that means that you you relinquish your seat. Maka, are, 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 are you talking about the AFL? Uh, no, I'm talking the about AFL? the Adelaide Crows memberships. Well, the, the AFL, um, no, sorry, the Adelaide Oval memberships, so no. they, made very, they made it very clear. Well, no, what the talking about was. the crows. Talking about the, the crows. The crows have said nothing. They have said nothing. Well, they've sent an email out early at, on Monday, I think. Yeah, I read it, and I couldn't. I didn't see anything in there at all. Well, there was nothing. Uh, all it said was, "You got to tell us by Wednesday." I believe. Yeah, but didn't say what they were going to do. No, that's right, and that's that's my point. So there's a lot of um, confusion at the moment with regards to people that might want or need refunds. Uh, for their 2020 membership slash season ticket who have no idea what's going to happen if they relinquish or request a refund in terms of whether they get first rights to that um, ticket in 2021. Yeah, look, it's very, very up in the air with the Crows. And and I think they have said that they're going to clarify it in the in the next week or so, but yeah, but um, people have got to tell them by tomorrow. So, what's the point in clarifying next week? It's, well, I think their look, idea is just pushing it out, pushing it out. Maka, Maka, this is disgusting. This is disgusting oh. by the club. They've got well, people. They've got you know fifty thousand odd people that have bought quote unquote bloody memberships, right? Which are actually nothing but reserve seats. No one's going to be able to get to a game, most likely, this season. People are therefore, under Australian law, entitled to a refund. But the Crows are basically hedging their bets and almost holding people over a barrel by by the implication that if you request a refund and essentially relinquish your 2020 ticket, that you go back into the drawer and you're no longer a member and no longer a season ticket holder. I think that's bloody disgusting. By the crows, it was pretty hard to argue with you. It, it, it is very unfair, I think. But I think what they what they're trying to do is just outlast people to hang on to the money, aren't they? Yeah, but that's no way to treat your freaking members, Mac. Especially after what's been going on over the last two years, the bloody disaster that people have hung on through to then treat your membership and do the whole emotive, you know, support your club and all that bullshit. What about them bloody giving something back to their fans instead of all this ongoing crap from administration and actually having some empathy, which is something that the AFL, the AFL players and the AFL clubs have lacked through this whole thing, having some empathy for their supporter who maybe scrapes together 600 bucks a year just to go and see the Crows and that's all they can afford for the whole freaking year and that person might have just lost their job or their wife or husband's lost their job and they're struggling through real-life scenarios rather than just, oh, are we going to have a football club or not? 
and the Crows can't even front up to their membership and say, look, we'll refund you if you need, and don't worry, you'll, be, you'll, have, your, you'll have first dibs to your ticket or your membership in 2021. So don't worry. We don't want you to worry, and we'll give you money back if you need it. What's wrong with the club doing that? Uh, look, I think that's what should be done. Now that's that's being open and transparent, and that's what should be done. I'm really pissed off about it. You know, it, it's the the amount of goodwill that gets sucked out of the supporter base by the Adelaide Crows administration is borderline criminal. And look, the simple fact is, they call it a membership, Macker. It's not a membership, is it? It's not a membership. It's a reserve seat. Correct. Well, there are, two, there are two types, of course. There's the ones, ones with the reserve seats and then there's others just memberships where you don't actually go to the games. Yeah, but yeah. those memberships don't cost anything. No, they do. Yes, they, yes, they do. Yeah, I pay. What, 50 bucks? No, I give it a go. Hey. No, it's more, no, it's more than that. What is it, Don? Uh, yeah, 90 or something. But, yeah, it's yeah, up there. So they don't cost anything, 90 bucks, nothing. All you're buying, hey, all you're buying is a vote. Oh, yeah. I, just, I just see it as a bloody donation. Mate, I've, bought, I've bought a lot of votes in my life, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh... <laughs> oh, that's um, a whole other podcast, Don. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but uh, look, you know, uh, I think there's two parts. One is, yeah, I, I think you're right. There's a, there's a, there's a part where there's a ticket component and there's lots of really big things as part of the ticket component. And, and I think this year should just be a free for all, you know, if you can't do it, you know, it's, it's just this year's a write off and you've got your rights back next year. Um, but, um, but I, I also think you should probably have a contribution to the club, if that makes sense. So well, there should why, be a bit reserved where. Why can't they just say, all right, your membership comprises of these components, a membership, which is worth a hundred bucks, say, round numbers. Yeah. Your reserve yeah. ticket, which is worth four hundred bucks, say, and yeah. admin fees, which is fifty bucks or whatever. So back again. Oh, did you? I didn't even know you'd gone, mate. <laughs> well, it's nice to be me. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed, Mac. I missed miss you, mate. But he yeah. just had a technical hitch there. Right, Mrs. Yeah. Mac, I built you over the head for being an idiot. Uh, no, 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 no. She, she's a very lovely woman. Yeah, oh, we know that. Long suffering. I'm with you. <laughs> lovely, long, patient woman. Yeah. But I, I think you're right, Fiend. I think there should be a membership component. I reckon you should have a seat reservation bit. Like you should have three options. You either hold your ticket in full and you get yep. to go to every game of the year. You reserve your spot for um, being able to have first choice next year, which should be a bit higher. And then yeah. you've just got a membership. Yeah. It's got a membership and a reserve, reserve function, and then you can just opt out completely, depending on which one you want to do. Yeah, um, I think I'd go on that, Don. And because that's I, what you know, West Coast done. People are fucking bored, and they're going to want to go to the footy. So whether there's membership tickets or not, you know, and it might actually bring more people to the games that haven't been for a long time. I remember when I was a kid growing up, my dad's excuse for me never to never take me to the footy was that we didn't have tickets and it was too hard. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm sure there's people out there in, um, in you know, in the great unwashed suburbs of, um, of Norwood <laughs> that you know never get to a game because they don't have a membership ticket, and yeah. um, maybe this will open it up a bit more. Yeah, no, that would be forward thinking. Uh, 
And what the crows like to do is control everything, Donkey. Um, mm. We know that. They want to control the media message. They want to control everything. And uh, what you're suggesting is, uh, whilst it's perfectly reasonable as far as I can see, uh, it, it again doesn't give them the certainty that they require um, for their own, you know, their own comfort. But I, I think I think the way the Adelaide Crows have treated their membership once again has been severely tone deaf, lacking any sort of empathy, and borderline breaking consumer law. So we'll see how that goes. Well, the interesting thing about uh, we've had, you know, the Crows have had various problems over the last few years, and they're there are constant factors that never change over that <laughs> period of time. And we're talking yeah, about Chapman. We've got Chapman and we've got Fagan yeah. and we've got Smart. I mean, they are constant factors and yet we keep well, stuffing let's talk up all about, the time. Let's talk about Nigel Smart for a second. Oh, Tits McGee. What in the hell is he thinking, honestly? Yeah, well... well. Well, I think there was a rush of blood, but it wasn't necessarily there. Well, it was to I'm end. Sorry, I must miss that. What did, what so, Macca, there's this thing called the internet, right? And on the internet... Uh, uh, we were actually on it at the moment, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. On, on the internet, uh, young people like to stream their, their video games that they're, that they're playing uh, yep. on, on platforms like Twitch and uh, YouTube, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And... Um, other other people like to stream things that are that are more general in nature, yeah. um, just chatting or, or or you know other stuff. I do it myself, mate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a, a young lady um, who has an association with um, no, I don't even know whether she does have an association with Legacy um, Donk. I don't think she did, did she? I thought it was just a random picture. Just of a, a random, girl, random, old... random on Twitch. Yeah, uh, yeah a young and, um, young lady. I think she was only what nineteen or twenty or whatever. Yeah, and, and, and Nigel's old uncle a, Nigel. Yeah. He's had a bit of a twitch himself. Yeah, he's had a bit of a twitch and left a uh, a comment that was certainly uh, it wasn't uh, over the top, but it was certainly there was a certain double meaning to it. Uh, it expressed his uh, appreciation of her form. And uh, I just thought, as a, a COO of a major sporting club who has been charged with the responsibility of running our eSports teams, which is basically right in that space, right in that Twitch mm-hmm. space, for him to come out and be such a bloody teenager, what the hell? Is he, is he competent? Have we been hiding him all this time? <laughs> well, yeah. We hid it. We did. Uh, we've hidden him ever since he made some remark. I think, uh, I think it was about Port Adelaide many, many years ago. Well, um, we, let's let's and, be truthful here. We've given him the portfolio of the only thing that is almost unfuckupable, like esports. I know <laughs> have a big, big problem with esports, but it is an absolutely huge and growing thing, and it is growing in an excellent way. You wouldn't even know if he was fucking it up because it would just still grow anyway. Like it's, you know, it's a it's a huge thing, and. You know, it's corona-proof. It's still going. Like, you know, there's a, you know, Nigel's been parked. I think they thought Nigel was going to do great things, uh, and then he got parked. Yeah, look, I think you're right, 
donk. Um, but Jesus, <laughs> Talk, the Nigel, word, not so smart. Not so smart at all. Um, so, just another reason why I'm so disappointed that the review last year didn't look at the uh, other side of footy operations, um, because we've seen since the review. Nothing much has changed, and certainly there's been continual tone-deaf fuck-ups from the people who didn't get reviewed, Donkey and Macca. Yeah. People like well, Smarty and Chuck. They weren't reviewed, you're quite right. But it is well, that level, isn't it? That's the level where I think there's a lot of responsibility falls on their shoulders and we get a lot of things wrong. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that Shuts is the worst communications manager in the world, and he just can't. He can't run across. He can't run the positiveness, uh, and he just uh, he just you know just doesn't understand. He can't take the will of the people of his stakeholders, the broader stakeholders, which are us, and convert them and give a message that is coherent and 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 uh, in sync with what people are, are wanting to know. Yep, and that's that's the great failing. You know? Yep. Anyway, look, uh, that's that's probably enough of the bagging of the club. Um, you know, the, on the plus side, the AFL did do us a favour this week by banning Benny Hart for six weeks. Um, you know, talk yeah, about... I think we, should, we should have appealed. We talk, should have appealed. We should, yeah, we should have said that wasn't, lo- <laughs> it should, it wasn't long enough. We should have appealed. Talk about a reverse penalty. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's almost as good as getting our draft picks back from Tippergate. Bloody hell. <laughs> you know, look, we feel for we feel for Betty Hart. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, nah, I'm <laughs> lying. Um, so, look, uh, what else is there? Um, well, you know, there is a, you know, there's a not necessarily the crows, but the Jack Stevens one's a very interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, I just want to be really careful around that one, Max. No, I mean, I will be extremely careful. Yeah, uh, but you know, stabbed in the chest and uh, refusing to cooperate with the police and. Um, my understanding is that he lives down Geelong and it happened uh, reasonably late at night in town. Um, and all I can say and, and not say get anybody into trouble is that I think it's being assumed that the, he knows the person that stabbed him. And um, uh, by not saying anything, unfortunately, you know, there are, there are two, and I'm not going to repeat them, but there are two... Very vicious rumours going running around, and they're quite distinct and uh, totally different. But uh, it's one of those situations where I think he would be doing himself a big favour if he actually made a statement rather than the situation that he's or the stance that he's uh, taking. I, I don't think he. Well, look, let's not. I don't want to. Uh... Make any assumptions or anything, but I would assume. No, no, no. My first impression would be that perhaps he's not in a frame of mind uh, to give any sort of statement at the moment, Maka. Well, that's probably right because I mean, it is open knowledge uh, now that he actually, um, when he had mental troubles in uh, last year, early in the piece, that was he was in rehab for uh, crystal meth. So oh, I, don't, um, I don't even think that's. I'd, no, that's alleged. Put some big alleged leads around that. All right. Well, let, let's say alleged. But that's, I, I'd really, that's pref- I'd actually really prefer to move on from this conversation because it's not about the crows. We don't know anything. There's mental health issues involved, and I, 
I just don't want to talk about it, to be honest, Mac. No, no, that, and that's fair enough too. And all, I, all I'm really saying about it is that he, I think he would be better off saying something. Yeah, well, he might in due course. Um, oh, what Mac else have we out. got? Yeah, the other guy, well, what the road was about. The, the AFL Donkey, I, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a dump button, mate, so. <laughs> no, the, the AFL, they are as weak as fish because um, they were talking about the fact about the Adelaide situation. and But they also mentioned that there were several other clubs that uh, have broken the social distancing rule. And yeah, tons of them. Yeah, but they're not doing anything about it. They're not going to go not. any further with it. And, uh, uh, you know, the reason they're not going to do it about it is there'll, there'll be too many players out of operation. So why is it always Adelaide is the bunny when the other clubs the, the clubs get away with murder? How, how can Jake Nile, uh, Ron Connolly, Curry Wilson, Tom freaking Brown uh, and all the other hacks over there look at themselves in the, in the mirror in the morning knowing that they're spending all their time whinging about Adelaide spending... 38 seconds doing a kick-to-kick in the Brossa, when right under their freaking noses, half the bloody clubs in the AFL in Victoria are doing exactly the same thing. And they're missing it. Because our comms director's a knob. Um, Jesus. But but more than that, you know, I I haven't seen any photos of the other clubs fucking up. Like, you know, maybe they just went stupid enough to get caught on a fucking golf course with 20 people standing into that. I mean... But people people would... People were talking about draft picks, about losing yeah, no. losing four points. I mean, oh, the, the, get a the grip. Get a grip. Yeah. 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 And, and it was actually a seven-minute, uh, eight, eight blokes, a seven-minute uh, uh, breach of the rules where they were kicking it in and they just got too close. And um, that, that's basically all it was. It was... It's, it's really a non-event. Uh, moving then, on from that and, one, though. No, hang on. Just one last thing on that. You got freaking what's Port CEO's name? Chris O'Brien or someone? Yep. Some no name that they dragged out of the bar at the Duke. Fucking comes out and right. says that that the reason why we had to go into bloody the hubs is you know not even the staunchest Crows supporter wouldn't wouldn't doubt the fact that the reason we have to go into hubs is because of Brossa. Go fuck yourself. The reason why we are in financial trouble is because we're dragging around teams like you. Bloody look after your own backyard, you bloody no-name arsehole. That's my well, right. I, well, I'm totally, yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that because uh, Caro Wilson on uh, Footy Classified again this week is still blaming the Crows for the fact that the borders are closed. Well, she must now be higher than the health minister and she must know more than the health minister does because you, Fien, and I, Fien, when and other people have heard the health minister say that the proposed border situation had nothing to nothing do with Nothing to do with it, right? repeatedly. Nothing, nothing to do with she, it. She stated that openly and she said that the reason that she doesn't want to open the borders is she does not want to import the uh, COVID from those interstates, those other states, that have still got live cases in them, and that's Victoria yeah, that's... and New South Wales. So if Car- if Carrie was on, she would say so Victoria's logic. a hundred miles French, but Victoria's a fucking mess, and that's why that the state of South Australia won't logic. open its borders. Look, Look you've got attention seaters like Niall and sorry, Don um, Connolly no, and all the rest of it, and the knobs from Port Adelaide. The only way they can get any fucking airtime and any bloody lines in the paper is if they refer to the crows. Buddy Kosh and all the rest of it have got their own fucking program and they still have to talk about the Crows to get any sort of bloody airtime. 
You know, yeah. why don't they just look, look after their own fucking backyards and leave us alone for five minutes? Yeah, just and just to make sure that you know, Fiend's punch lands on the right spot. Chris Davies <laughs> uh, was texting from one of my uh, one of Donkey's technical supporters uh, missing out there. So yeah. it's uh, Chris Davies who's Chris the Davies. Uh, absolute knob jockey that uh, tried to stick the boots in. And yeah. guess what, Chris? Uh, you get Spanner of the Week. Uh, yeah. That's a new thing. No, he gets Balfour's Pie of the Week. Yeah. That's all yeah. they <laughs> Keisha of the Week, and, maybe. I don't know. Keisha of the Week. Like, he looks like a drop pie. And, um, <laughs> and that's all he's doing. <laughs> You're a fan of his uh, donkey. Well, I don't mind a pie. Um, I don't even know who he was until he bloody piped up for his two seconds of fame. Ah, yeah, no. Look, mate, with a name like Chris Davies, you just fade in the background anyway. What are you, mate? Your wallpaper. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I had one more point to raise, and that was the the contradictions of the AFL. Oh, my God. uh, Oh, one more point. One more point is another hour. We'll just take a break, people, if you need to go to the toilet or if you need to feed the kids or, you know, just uh, move around in your chair a bit just uh, because kick back and relax. Mac is going to go bang. Yeah. It's when when they uh, do actually go for Queensland and they're in their hubs. They are allowed to go down and go for walks on the beach. They're not allowed to go into the water. No, no, no. That would be silly. And then they are where they stay. There are golf courses. Not and they go to play. train on those golf courses. And they can walk around the golf courses. Yeah. But they can't play golf. Can't on. Play. I don't get that. I mean, Even though they... people in Queensland can play golf, and even though I've been playing golf through this whole bloody mess because we were allowed to play in pairs, like uh, Vic, Victoria seemed to think that because they're so disease-riddled in Victoria and they're not allowed to play golf, that that should apply everywhere else. Well, actually, now they are allowed to because uh, the old prick that used to be on... Uh, Sammy Newman. He kept coming sing until they wanted him to shut up. I think they I think they just took the band off to shut him up. <laughs> yeah. He kept squawking and squawking, just oh, twittering away God. with it nonstop. But yeah. no, that was basically it. I didn't have much to say. That not. was all. Oh, disappointed. <laughs> yeah. That right. was basically the main points I wanted to raise. Look, so at the end of the day, we've got a start date, June the 11th. Um, the Crows remain in town to do their pre-season training. And by the way, hands up those people who think that there's going to be an absolute plethora of soft tissue injuries in the first six weeks of the competition. Oh, when, it, when has anyone ever started a season on two weeks of competitive training? <laughs> it just oh, doesn't work. I start every basketball season with um with less than two seasons, <laughs> and uh, after three seasons, I'm, I'm I'm having to report that I've just completed two two weeks of competitive training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but who are you competing against? What the wife or something like that? No, 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 this is this is serious stuff, Dear Five, um, and uh, yeah, Dear Five social stuff, uh, very serious. It's an old man's league, so it's actually about how hard your elbows are. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. It's all elbows and knees. Um, yeah. Look, I, I really do think it's an issue, though. I I'm struggling to see how we're not going to have nothing short of uh, exhibition games, at least for the first month, because blokes just aren't going to be match fit. They're not going to be match fit aerobically. doesn't matter how much training they've done individually because you just can't beat match fitness can you it's like there's an extra little bit of aerobic capacity that you get from having to do second or third efforts in match situations and they're just not going to have any of that 
must have meaning CrossFit pairs of two. Just a serious question to both of you and then probably to the people out there in the chat. What would be your wish for the Crows this year? Would you want them to go well or would you want them to go medium well or would you like a tank in the back? Number one drafting, baby. That's, that's not like, like we, we will rebound faster. Like let's get to the bottom, let's let's collect our let's collect our trinkets and get back up the top. Oh, I just let's want them to play the kids. Just play yeah, the well, kids. I think if we play the kids, that's going to happen. That we're going to get very, very close to the bottom. But it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, and yeah. that's that's why I raised the point because yeah. I hope that the club has got a horrible habit of trying to hang around, you know, and be relevant. And yeah. uh, by being try, trying to be relevant, they're not. And uh, I think by if they if they accept that this is this is the year, this is the year that we've got to do. Uh, what Melbourne did, but do it better, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like you know, and we can do that by we've got so many kids that haven't had a proper opportunity to um, to show that what they can actually do. We've got yeah. we've got some players who are borderline AFL players who get a yeah. game every week, yeah. and they're the boys to not play or yeah. rotate through. Yeah. And at least at least at least rotate these young boys through, yeah. and we we won't have to worry about tanking. It'll just come automatically. Yeah. Play well, the kids, gas them. Let the yeah. old blokes get some games, gas them. Play the kids again, gas them. Like, let's just, let's just do it. Well, yeah. the advantage that Matthew Nix has got this year is that he's actually got an out clause. You know, normally you're a first-year coach. You've either been given a mandate to rebuild, which I don't think Nix actually implicitly has, certainly not publicly. They, they haven't come out and said we're rebuilding, you know, because God forbid. Um, yeah. But... Just due to circumstances, he's he's got a complete free get out of jail free card to play the kids and say, well, look, it's a short season, we've got no choice, yada yada yada. So he has got an out clause. Whether he takes Absolutely. it or not, whether he takes it or not is another thing, and uh, it'll probably be a measure of how he is long term, Matthew Nix, as to how he treats this season, um, as to whether he's just come on saying the right things. Or whether he's actually come on with a clear plan and a, a genuine desire to turn Adelaide back into a powerhouse on the field. Um, well, well, the situation, you know, he's got he's got very little support now too in terms of coaches. I mean, he would right. have the least, the least coaching support in the competition. Uh, I know Ben Hart will come back in again in, in six weeks' time, and but that doesn't mean anything. That's just the same as when he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, so he's really got very little support. Yeah. Very little support. So, you know, I, I just think, as you said, he's got to get a big, big get-out clause for the year. This court, this year won't count in his coaching career at all, in my opinion. It, no. Well, it's just, it, it's just about whether he's smart enough just to use use the kids and not not overplay the kids in the sense like play them every week and get, get, let them get hacked up, but rotate them through. Yeah. yeah. I, I, actually think, I actually think, you know, we're talking about COVID blessings here. Honestly, and we talked earlier about the extra, you know, medico staff not being around to, or the extra sports science in the yeah. fifteen thousand people that's in the box. But you know, the advantage of that is Nixie's going to have to go back to his gut footy instinct um, on on a lot of things, and he's going to have to have. He's already a he's already a, you know, a communicator and a an empath in terms of a coach anyway. Yeah, he's just going to have to. He's going to have to rely on those skills a lot more. And if we've got a guy that apparently is really good at that, 
that's going to be a bit of an advantage for us in terms of development. Agreed. Uh, you know, we don't, um, and not relying on having the second or third communicator. You know, not Don Pike. You know, telling you know Campo to get Brad Crouch to come in and have a hug, and Campo telling him something completely different. You know, it's um, you know, we're cutting out kind of those middlemen. I think that could actually be a good thing, and it will actually, you know, that you're talking straight to God. You know, when you're talking to your footy coach, and yep. and and having that could be, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. When we talk about going back to 90s footy, you know, that sort of stuff, you know, I think, think it could be good. Yeah, well, I, I heard one of the players, and I can't remember who it was now, it was one, actually one of the senior players who actually said that um, with the uh, reduced number of coaches, he thought it was a good thing. He said because we'll have, we'll just get told one thing to do, not get told three different things to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that, 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 you know that's, and you can understand that because it, each of those coaches, development coaches, assistant coaches, and assistant assistant coaches, and all those people—they're all trying to justify themselves. So, uh, if, you know, if you've got, as Don said, we'll go back to a little bit more simplicity in the instructions, and it seems like the players will will appreciate that. Mm. Time will tell. Now, and you know, talking about uh, whether it's worthwhile doing anything, we took a, a poll on Twitter only a couple of hours ago, Mac. Now, Twitter's this thing. On the internet, Maka. Mate, um, you follow me, mate. You follow me, so. <laughs> you, might, you might know it's a DARPA net, yeah. DARPA net Maka. Uh, he, he follows me. Don't worry about that, folks. And I, I, I'm interested in you, Maka, you, you still guys. Use Lotus Notes? <laughs> He's got one of those um, IBM green screen computers, you know? Um, I'm, I'm actually sitting here with an Alienware, mate. He's sitting there. He's sitting, he thinks that the latest Windows 97 <laughs> update is one of the fucking best things that's ever happened. It's been great my having computer, you back, Maka. My computer's worth pulling all your bloody gear together. Oh, there's a call. Oh, there's wow. a call. Wow. This kitty cat's got claws. In other words, you got you got sold, Maka, because there's no need to spend that much money on a computer to have good shit. Um, anyway, uh, don't I've got the money, mate. <laughs> on t- on Twitter, I've asked, uh, "Will the 2020 flag be tainted?" Now, our Twitter followers, we got we got good votes in a couple of hours of 34 votes. 53% said yes, it's not a real re- uh, not a real season. 26% no, it's still hard to win, and 21% didn't realise there was a season going. What do you guys reckon? Is 2020 just a bust and? Uh, as Cometti said, you know, we shouldn't have a premiership and we shouldn't have a bat brown low. Is that, that's how I feel about it, actually. Oh, no, yeah. I, I disagree. I, I think we, we should still have them. Um, it, we're playing a football season. It might be a different type of football season. And uh, it'll be one that will be in, in people's memory forever, I think. And uh, uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't really care who wins any of those particular awards. But by the same token, the players, they like to do their best. And, uh, they like to be rewarded, and uh, teams like to be rewarded. So, yeah, if they win it, uh, we should do go through it. Look, we should just treat it as a football season. It's just a bastardised one because of the fact of uh, the COVID. Look, I, I'm I'm leaning towards. I, I think Mac is probably right on a you know a, a real level, but but I really think Richmond are going to win, and I don't want them to win back to that premiership. So <laughs> I'm going to say that it doesn't count. Because um, I like ragging on my mates saying you're only as good as your last back-to-back premierships. So basically only Brisbane supporters and Hawthorne supporters beat me and I don't fucking want Tiger ones to do it either. So I'm going to say, no, it doesn't count. Well, I guess I'm just looking at it from the point of view in, in the future when we look back at, at premiership winners 
and you're going to have that 2020 Premier, um, and they're going to be compared to the 2019 Premier and the 2021 Premier, assuming everything's back to normal. And I just wonder whether history will, how history will look at the 2020 season, whether they'll view it as a legit. Uh, premiership or, or you know as hard fought or whatever uh, there's no doubt that in the moment and during the season every player wants to win it and deservedly so and they should get something for completing a season and being on top absolutely um, but whether it has the same merit or is held in the same esteem as uh, your normal garden variety premiership I guess time will tell on that one look for me if it was the the, the other qualification in here is is whatever that minor premiership trophy is that um, that gets handed out. Like that's the one that's really compromised. You know, the the premiership is decided off a final series and yeah. usually comes out of the top four. And if we get enough games in, we're going to know who those guys are and they're going to have a chance to thrash it out. So for me, the premiership itself is actually not under threat. It's the it's the um, it's the um, the qualification, you know, the yeah, the qualification one. That's the yeah, that's the that's compromised. So, sure, you might not slug it out, but you're still everyone's everyone's under the same challenge as you are, and they've had the same training challenges. And yeah, there right. are actually there are actually other things in play in that. So I'm not, you know, um, uh, I'm also a Lakers supporter, and I, I don't want them to say that the NBA team is not the same. So it's hard for me to argue one, and not the other. But um, yeah. But I just think I just think it's a final series that decides it. You know, it's not it's not an EPL, and um, whereas I think the minor premiership should actually have more value to it because, um, you know, just because you choke on grand final day doesn't mean you're not good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the final series decided. You know, it's going to be top four, and if Richmond go back to back, you know, they can say they've been the best team for the last four years realistically, and um, you know, and you know, it'd be hard to argue that COVID. Help them win. Yeah, but another thing though, I do expect though that the finals should be should be dominated uh, by a lot of uh, Victorian teams because of the, the the fact that they're going to have a lot of their games at home where they just live in their normal beds, their normal houses. They have lead their normal life, and they and I think that's a huge advantage. And uh, so I would expect that the Victorian teams should uh, the better Victorian teams they should dominate the finals. Yeah, well, that's that's actually probably the other point on this. You know, there's a there's multiple studies done on on sleeping in a hotel room and the amount of quality sleep you get and out of your own environment and all yep, that other stuff. Absolutely. And how and how deep sleep actually affects, you know, the normal everyday person, let alone you know an athlete but whose body performance is is the sole. Yeah, recovery times and all that sort of stuff. So you know, there's 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 that there's that bit on it, but. You know, the Victorian AFL hasn't really cared about that for the last, you know, 30-odd years, so it's just more exacerbated now. That's it was very ironical, though, when there was going to be a hub in Adelaide that was so unfair, but now this is fair, you know. Oh, yeah. But, it, but it's, it's a big competition, and that's we're in it. Well, what can we do? One thing's for sure, it's been nice to actually have a few things to talk about. We're going to, get it, going to have to cut it short there, gentlemen, and everybody listening on Facebook, YouTube, uh, even someone watching on Twitch, whoever that is, awesome. And uh, obviously the people uh, following on Discord and giving us more information than any other source. Uh, yeah. Thanks everyone who supports us on Patreon. Sorry, don't go on. 
We didn't get into Dean lately. Do you want to thrash that one out? Or? No, did that last week. Don't want to touch that either. Oh. That's in the Jack Stephen basket. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Yeah. Thanks to all our um, the people that get around us every week. Donk, did you want to say thank you to something? <laughs> oh, I just want to say thanks to my mum for bringing me up. She's always been good. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. Um, no, look... Yeah. Uh, the really supportive presence out there. So yeah, yeah. As we announced last week, uh, Tuesday Night Live's coming to a close. Uh, so now that we have a season commencement, uh, the plan is we'll have our normal fortnightly uh, Tuesday Night Live in two weeks' time, which will be the 2nd of June. And then because of the timing of the season, we'll have our final farewell Tuesday Night Show on the following Tuesday, uh, which will be the 9th. Uh, of June, uh, that'll be a bit of a blockbuster. We'll try and get everyone on who's had any sort of involvement in the podcast, in the Tuesday Night Live podcast over the years. Um, and uh, then we will be switching to our Sunday night show from the 14th, reviewing round one. And you guys will, uh, I assume, will be associated with that as well. So uh, still a bit to play out with Tuesday Night Live, but um, it's been nice having you back, Macca, tonight and Donkey as well. Well, I love that. I reckon I'm really sad about the fact that Tuesday Night Live is going to go, mate, because um, yeah, the, the, I've been reading the chat. I've just been catching up with some intelligent folks out there, and there's some others as well, of course. But, you know, no, nah, they're a great crew. The beauty, the beauty of it is is that uh, we'll have Sunday night. Uh, it'll be the end of the week. We'll have a match to review. We'll still be able to talk about the news of the week. Uh, that, that Sunday night show is probably going to go for five hours, let's be honest, every week. So overall, I don't, I don't think we'll be losing anything. It'll just be shifting to another night. But anyway, speaking of another night, that's it for tonight. We will have to leave it until another night. Thanks everyone for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Good night all. Bye.